Geekaholics, good afternoon and welcome to episode 99 of the Deacon and Co. Show. You get the gist. This is episode 99. So, a lot of cool stuff going on in episode 99 as we approach episode 100. And I'd like to take this moment to thank a new audience for tuning into the Deacon and Co. show. Thank my old audience. And this is for you guys. Uh, these next two episodes are going to be packed with what you love to hear me talk about. And that's going to be some cool shit about the greatest band that ever lived. Speaking of which, let's get the birthday shout-outs out of the way in this one. Uh, off for a couple of weeks. That get in the beginning, you know, guess who's back? 9-9. Nine, nine. Yep, episode 99, Deacon's back. Yes, so uh, big birthday shout-out to a good friend and a very close friend of the Deacon & Co. show, Johnny Juice. Happy birthday. I hope that you had a great fucking day, man. Really filled with everything that you love to do, surrounded by the people that you love, and Juice, I love you. Um, and we missed this one. So it's hard right now for me to do this, but happy birthday, Black Album, 31 years old. All right, get that out of the way. <laughs> let's, let's not continue on about the Black Album, all right? Happy birthday to the most successful commercial album that Metallica has. And um, not not Metallica's best. And that's what we got in store next week there, okay, for one of our topics on the big 100th episode, all right? 100th episode, 100th, 100th, 100th. That's going to be cool because we've never ranked them, and I think we should. I, I think we absolutely should do that. And uh, lots of other cool... Um, surprises so let's see what we got going on today first okay so quick sports update well touchdowns are coming and on this wonderful day the 20th of august we have a couple of weeks left before the season openers happen preseason's underway and i mean i could have a million genius of the weeks here but Let's realistically look at the scenario here of what um before before I go really on this route of this rabbit hole, um, what what are you doing in preseason? You gave Tom Brady shit for saying I'm taking off for the preseason. Okay, got some obligations that he had going on, personal matters, private matters, whatever the scenario is. Did anybody really think Brady was going to play? Raise your hand if you did. I, I didn't, and this is exactly the point of where I'm going. The New York Jets started their quarterback, okay, starter, Zach Wilson, okay, versus the Philadelphia Eagles, who, my opinion, not just being a fan, okay, um, are the most improved team this year. He got hurt, and now he had to have some surgery on his knee or his ankle, whatever the scenario was, and is expected to be back in four weeks. Yeah, uh, please, share whatever drugs you're on. Because I, there is no way he's coming back in four weeks. And if he does, 
he's not coming back at 100% in four weeks. It's just not happening. So having an, a lingering injury like this one, if it's not treated and healed the right way, you could be playing 17 miserable games. And I'm sure, and we'll have some fun on the touchdown report, of let's see the over and under for the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Now, I've come on here for two seasons. This is my third season of the touchdown report, and I am so excited to do this season. Um, for the first two seasons, I didn't let you down. I steered you in the right direction on what you needed to do for your wagers, my opinions and thoughts, and who to go with. And it was only... The man himself, the madman, Deacon himself, that could lead a horse to water. I can't make him drink. So if you did not listen to the advice and said, fuck this guy, he has no idea what he's talking about, well, le let me remind y'all, okay, that this is my life. Football is my life. It is a second source of income for, let's see, 81% um, of the country, maybe more now with this whole DraftKings and that bullshit, but it's been mine for a long time, and... There's a reason why people love this game. There's a reason why it's called chicken wing season. For There's many different reasons. You're hanging out. You're watching games. Nobody does it like me. I told you guys. It's very difficult to watch a game with me. If you haven't done so, it's very, very difficult. Your best bet is to get a Monday, Thursday, or a Sunday night invitation to hang out and watch a game with me if you can't watch eight games at one time because that's what I do. My eyeballs are vibrating like I just was... Entering a different realm on Sunday at 103 when that ball kicks off. So I my senses, my synapses are all firing on all cylinders because of this game. And believe me, it's 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 not something that you could teach people. Okay? It's either you have it or you don't. It's not easy to watch nine games or ten games or even eight games at one time. But I do it every week. <laughs> and uh I would rather you know, sometimes not, but that's how I do it. But the cool thing is I'm able to listen to my game, obviously watching it as well, and watch the other games because I get the audio for my game, So, which is awesome. So, you know, I still get to hear, um, you know, who's commenting. And, you know, they, they shuffle these commentators around. So it's always fun when Tony Romo is announcing for the Chargers, trying to compare every single person on the field to Tom Brady. It's just, dude, please, uh, just call him up on the phone and ask him, please, Tom, can I blow you? Like, I wish I was you. But no, seriously, come on, let's save the football chat for a couple weeks. You guys are cracking me up here. So um, with that being said, you can't have your starters, okay, playing in the preseason, especially in game one. <laughs> And it's it's just a typical New York Jets, man. A typical New York Jets. But um, moving forward here, some uh, it's pretty much it. I mean, got a big contract for Derwin James. Now I love Derwin James. All right, he's the highest paid safety in football. Now I, I really do. Uh, I, I, Seventy six million. All right, I, I I love Derwin James, but he's like another AD man. He has not completed a full season. You're giving him this kind of money. We could have went out and done a couple other things with it, but Chargers. Are going to have a good season this year. Uh, they're going to compete for the division. They're going to be a wild card team. So this is going to be a fun season upcoming. And that's where I'm going to leave it with the sports update. Um, baseball fans, help me out here. Anything that you want to add in there, just pause the show. Speak it out loud. Thank you for the assist on that one. Um, get back to you guys when postseason comes. And down the stretch should be fun, too, to see where the wild card teams are uh, standing and whatnot. So I'm excited for you baseball fans. Um, and... and 
you know, I, just so everybody knows for the record here, I don't want anyone to think like that I'm crazy here. Well, maybe I am a little bit, but they, I don't hate baseball, all right? So I just, I, uh, the steroids, and you heard it last week in my justifications about it, but you got to have respect to the people who love this game and uh, preach this game, live by this game. And, and a big shout out to the living wonder and living legend himself, um, DG, he knows who he is, uh, love you, pal, um, really, 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 um, hardcore baseball fans out there, he's one of them, so I do have respect for it, and, uh, go Tomahawks, go, but, um, moving forward now, Met News, yeah, we got some Met News, alright, so, Brings us. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Woodstock '99. Coincidentally, and I when I was going to record the beginning of this and gave you guys that surprise '99 entrance because of course we're not leaving bells out. All right. Um, I, I thought it was funny, and then I looked over at the topics of what I'm talking about with you guys today, and I'm like, oh shit, Woodstock '99 is one of them that we're gonna talk about on the anniversary week of Woodstock. So, yeah, why not? Absolutely. But Woodstock 99 was like no other. And uh, it, it just <sighs> coincidentally happened to fall on episode 99. Uh, this was not planned at all to be that way. I'm telling you guys the truth. I just looked over and I noticed that that was that too. Man, 99. Let's all go play it. That's a lucky number, I guess, right now, okay? 99, Wayne Gretzky's number. Let's do it. Come on. Um... Global Citizens Festival. Before I get into what happened on my wild, crazy adventure, seeing the best band that ever lived. In, well, let me backtrack for a second. I hope I'm not saying this the wrong way, all right? But this is a festival in which um, a good majority, if not all, of the proceeds go to helping clean water amongst third world countries and helping stopping fight hunger. Whew, that was a mouthful. So you guessed it. Uh, September 24th, Saturday, Central Park, New York, New York. Metallica will be performing. And of course, do I have to say the next thing that's going to come out of my mouth? Or do you guys already know that I will be there? And this is something I wouldn't miss, okay? Um, there's a lot of things that I've always wanted to say to myself and really sat down and think and went deep with everybody here on this show, okay? I've given you guys every bit of honesty and I've given you every bit of true feeling and raw emotion on this. I guess you could say that the people who listen... You guys are my therapist, every single one of you, because you're listening to this, and again, much appreciated. So, I'm gonna, I, I, I would not know until the time comes when I had to sit down and seriously think about what I would give up for certain events. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Now, Metallica did perform once before at this type of festival and only did five songs. Now, if that is the same scenario, because I do believe that they are headlining, okay, and amongst others going to be there, Charlie Puth, Jonas Brothers, and Mariah Carey. Now, you, you, you heard that right on all three of them. You can only imagine what kind of mixed crowd I'm going to be dealing with that day. We'll get into a little more what happened, because there's been a first time for Deacon of something happening at Metallica concert, which is really a big deal. 
uh, in just a few seconds. But this is not going to be a heavy loaded Metallica show. So the first time that they did this event, they started off... Okay, well, I don't know what the exact order was, but I'm pretty sure this was the order. They started off with For Whom the Bell Tolls. Then they went into one. Master of Puppets was third. Nothing Else Matters was fourth. And they closed with Sandman. Now, in my opinion, and even with the recent slew of shows that have been having Master of Puppets at the end of the show as the very last encore, okay... There is no other closer like Enter Sandman in any genre of music. It is the best closer of all time, okay? And for a long time, Metallica switched back and forth between Seek and Destroy and Enter Sandman. And I'm telling you now, as much as I enjoy hearing Seek live, okay? Enter Sandman does something to people that really lifts them to another level when it's done, and especially in the end when he splits the song up at the end. And they try to do that with puppets, and a lot of people like it, but a lot of people don't like it. It's a mixed feeling that puppets is last. Well, I see that the if you switch puppets in one, okay, and we'll go back to Globe in a second. If you switch puppets in one, in the order of closing it now, I think it would work just a little bit better because of the way that one is structured as a song. So instead of cutting at the end, right after the last Master of Puppets, it's the best part is when James Hetfield laughs, his psychotic laugh is at the end of the studio version and at the end of many other live performances. But he's not doing that now. He's stopping and then doing an extended version of the song, which is a great rendition of it. Some people don't like it. I'm not going to mention any names, but I mean, I'm, I like it, but I'm not going to mention any other names just in case you guys might know who went to the show with me. No name, nay. <coughs> nay, sorry, I had something in my throat. Yeah, uh, she didn't like it. And, and I know a lot of people were bitching about it too around us too. But we'll get into Buffalo and Pittsburgh, like I said, in just a little bit. So, Global Citizens. Yeah, this is a big fucking deal. So, for me, top caliber shows that I've been to, all right, let's count them on one hand, okay? And I've been to... I've been to the Stanley Cup, the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the World Series. I've done a lot of cool shit in my lifetime, okay? I really have. And, um, oh, man, uh, the two biggest Metallica shows that I've ever been to were the 40th anniversary shows in December in San Francisco, which, were, um, I mean, I cried. They were fucking unbelievable. I mean, the deep, the raw. The, I mean, you guys know. I don't have to tell you. You heard the, the albums, and um, by now, if you haven't, you can listen to it on YouTube, all right? But... The other show was the Apollo Theater. Like, I haven't had a show that was a caliber show that I could say, oh, fuck yeah, this is the Master of Puppets tour. I mean, yeah, I was on the Hardwired tour a bunch of times, okay, but the, the, I mean, is that, yeah, it was big. Yeah, it was big. I got a lot of deep cuts off of off of that Hardwired tour that I wouldn't get. I got the Four Horsemen. Um, I got Blackened on that one. I got Orion on that one. So there's a lot of things that you don't hear normally that I got on that, and it was great. So... It's been a long time since I heard some of these things, but uh, Global Citizens is, um, is something I wasn't going to miss, and it was um, the boss's idea that um, we had do this, and it was really cool. It was really it, it, it meant a lot to me uh, for her to say that, like, yeah, you're too big of a fan to miss something like this, and she's absolutely right. Um, I, I guess, right? I don't like to tell people that I'm good at things. I don't like to tell people that, um, you know, I'm a bigger fan than them or I'm a bigger fan than you because everybody's a big fan in their own way. So, um, 
yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Sums it up for that one. So, Global Citizens, so excited. September 24th, 2022, Saturday night in New York, Central Park. And um, I guess I've brought this up to you many, many times before, Decaholics, all right? So the greatest American entertainer or the greatest American artist of all time uh, is Garth Brooks. So I remember as a kid being camped out Central Park to see Garth Brooks and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I was eight years old. I thought it was so great. And uh, now I get a chance to not only see my favorite band and favorite music and favorite artist of all time, but I also got to see yet, or I will get to see yet another icon take the stage at Central Park. And, and this means so much to me to go back to Central Park because at that time, you know, Garth Brooks was a heavy, heavy influence in my life growing up with my father listening to country music. So told you guys many many times and I know you know but for the people that forgot you know Deacon's not just Metallica we're diverse on this show you saw we got two of the three of the greats that entered this show Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg Jay-Z diverse and this is what it's like to be inside the mind of Deacon himself but the diversity now sometimes causes a problem you know everything ties in okay are these fans that are, are these fans of these other bands um, and groups and solo artists, can they coexist with Metallica fans? That's to be determined. I haven't had much luck at the other festivals. So after watching Woodstock 99, uh, Nay and I agreed that we would never go to another festival again. So in this festival, this particular festival, uh, we got the Ultra Deluxe VIP. <laughs> we won't be anywhere near that fucking crowd. So, no thank you. And then, uh, you know, you got to worry about what time you get there and all that. No. We know, the world knows who listens to this show, that Deacon is not there for any other reason but to hear maybe five songs, maybe seven songs, maybe ten songs. Who knows? We don't know what we're, what we're walking into. We don't know until we get there the day of. So we shall see what happens. Again, super excited about this. And if anybody's going to this, Deacon and Co Show, gmail.com. Let me know. I definitely want to represent Deacon to the fullest, especially too, because it's um, yeah, in, in the state that we all, well, not we all, but a good majority of these people are going to be living here. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be um travelers coming to see this. I mean like I said, this is this is the this is the big deal. This is the real deal holy field. This is being streamed worldwide. So yeah, big deal. One thing I wanted to bring up too. Alright, so I said something on episode ninety eight. Just wanted to make sure everybody understands what I was saying. So Metallica was voted as the number one live act of all time. So in front of Metallica, alright, there are five other bands that have sold more tickets than Metallica? This is not a trivia question. I'm going to tell you the answer, who it is right now. Elton John, U2, Bruce Springsteen, The Rolling Stones, Dave Matthews Band, and Metallica. So those are the top six sales of all time when it comes to 
the rock and roll genre, all right? And pretty sure that's also a very high number on the worldwide. I have to get to st the statistics for that, but I'll get I'll get that and I'll get that back uh get that updated to you guys of how they sit overall with everybody else, okay? So now, here's my problem and dilemma, and it's not really even a defense. It's not even, you guys know what's going to come out of my mouth. Four of the five people that are head of Metallica or groups that are ahead of Metallica have been around 20 more years than Metallica. So no fucking shit they're going to have more sales than them. But for Metallica to be in that top six with these other groups, okay, tells you what. That maybe episode 100 is my last episode. Do I have to prove anymore how great this band is? Well, I'm not stopping. But just, you get the gist. You get the gist. I don't, I mean, I started this show with the purpose of telling everybody how great this band was, okay? I, 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 I'm, not a, I'm not an original Metallica fan since day one, but I'm smart enough to know good music when I see it. And the first time that I saw this band, and they blew me the fuck away, um, I, I said, I, I, I want to be a part of this. And, and, you know, it's an understanding. It's a culture. It's it's you don't fuck with Metallica fans. Like everybody who is a Metallica fan, if you turn around and start talking Metallica, they're not gonna not talk Metallica back. Trust me. I don't want to talk to people, and they start talking to me about Metallica. All right, this guy's not an asshole anymore. It happens. It really happens. You know, if you don't know anything about the band and you um are only knowing from the show, which is great. Take my word for it. I'm not going to go to all these shows and meet these people and, and you know, um, come on each week and tell you how great the band is if they weren't. But the bottom line comes down to is that this is a different type of world. And I've tried to explain this to you guys and share my experiences with you. But this is an amazing feeling to be a part of something like this. And it really is. So each time that I get a chance to see the band, I I'm on another planet. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it hasn't become a point where I'm saying like, oh man, I wish I didn't go to that show or I wish I didn't see it. It's every time I get out of my mind, hyped up and the letdown is never there. Yeah. I've had similar situations with other things and other events of going there, but those risks of taking those chances of, let's say for instance, at some point, right? And I don't want to be the guy that says this, but it's going to happen eventually. And if it doesn't, then awesome. I told you guys that I'm 3-0 on the road on Game 7s for the New York Rangers. Eventually, at one point, I'm going to go to a Game 7 where they lose. How do I take that? I just traveled into another stadium, into enemy waters and uncharted waters. And now I got to walk out that building after your team beat mine when I was the lucky charm that went to all three of the game sevens that they won on the road in the franchise history, which is almost 100 years old. Yeah, so every single time, I'm always excited to see the band. Um, usually don't sleep the night before, usually don't sleep the night after. So it's always an excitement and a time. And these other guys that are on that list of Elton John, you two, uh, Bruce Springsteen, The Rolling Stones. I've seen them all. I have not seen Dave Matthews' band. I'm not a big fan of Dave Matthews. I don't like his music. I don't like him. I don't like his fans. So I've seen the other four live. And let me tell you something. The other four do not disappoint, okay? My favorite act out of the other four is Elton John. Um, U2 is great. Bruce Springsteen was great. Bruce Springsteen was the longest concert I've ever been to. It was like almost six and a half hours of just him. It was fucking insane. Uh, Rolling Stones. 
Rolling Stones are out there doing it now, still doing it. Mick Jagger's all over the place. It's just good for those guys. And yeah, uh, they recently celebrated a birthday too. And Stones, one of my favorites. And then you got guys like Metallica that come on this list. New fans, old fans. So these guys, I'm having a lot of um, first timers that come in these shows, and I'm like kind of sitting near the first timers because, you know, Nay's still um, nursing an injury. She got hurt. Uh, so we, I need to go on the floor and be in the pit, and I need to be down there, and I need to. That's that's where I belong. I'm that caliber of a fan. Um, so one of these days I'll get down there. One of these days. I'll be in the pit. One of these days, I'll get back there because it's fun. And if you can get in a situation where you're, you know, amongst the fans who know what to do at these concerts, these things are really, really fun because you're all there for the same reason. We'll get into that more. But Woodstock, anniversary. Amongst the first Woodstock performers, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, The Who, many others. Woodstock 99 was supposed to be a reenactment, okay? And that's going to be our first hot take. I mean, our first uh, topic here. Our hot take, just for this episode, is going to be sandwiched in between topic one and topic two. So... You'll understand this in a second, okay? Of why we did this. So, now, going on with this performance, right? There were a lot of... And the Woodstock 99, before I get into any of this, if you haven't seen it already, it's a documentary. It's a three-part documentary on Netflix, okay? And I said one night, like, they said, listen, I think you'll really, really enjoy this sit down and take the time to watch this. So she's been like three for three on telling me things that I'm going to enjoy watching. So I sit down, okay, and I turn around and I watch this. And, and I'm, you know, I'm a little out there. So I'm like, this is really, really completely fucking apeshit crazy because with the exception of the end outcome, I feel like this is what happened to us in Sacramento. <laughs> so I'm watching this, and I mean, amongst the people playing at this festival, Sugar Ray, James Brown, uh, yeah, James Brown, um, Corn, Limp Bizkit, Kid Rock, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Jewel, like it was just really like mayhem and recklessness. So these guys who are running this, okay. They turn around and they basically um, have to do all these budget cuts. Which now, understand this, okay? So the, the budget cuts, okay, now allow an outside vendor to come into the festival. And basically, they're not under contract. They're there to make money. So they can basically price anything that they want. Anytime because they could do whatever. So they were price gouging. They didn't have enough in the budget to clean the fucking porter potties. They did this on a military base or an Air Force base that was shut down. They're walking on concrete. It was over 90 something degrees at this festival. So people started rioting. Okay. 
So when they started riot, when they started rioting, all right, by the end of the time, I mean, and you're, I mean, you're talking about you're walking into like what they had, like the rave tent. There were no police. People were just handing out drugs to people like, hey, you want to hit an E? Oh, open your mouth. Boom. Like it was, it was literally that kind of madness. Okay. So now I turn around and I'm watching this thing. And, and the crazy thing about this is they actually burnt the place to the ground. And it was just crazy, insane, and it was just like, you you can't, at the point of everybody having trash and litter every single place that you turned, okay? Mm -hmm. This is really just absolutely crazy because you didn't clean up any of that, so people are tripping on that, walking on that, okay? Then you turn around, and what people thought was mud to try to cool off from the heat was actually the sewage from the fucking porter potties were overflowing. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? You're fucking going jungle gym, uh, slip and slide, take it to the house with your own feces. Are you out of your fucking minds? Apparently so. <laughs> so, definitely check this out. So, I found this out, and of course, uh, you know I had to look. Did they perform? Yeah, they did. So now they're they're turning around, and, and at this time you got corn cranked up, you got Limbiscuit cranked up, you got basically Fred Durst and Kid Rock up there and uh, controlling the crowd with angry songs, break stuff, fucking people started breaking the the, the music st um tower. They were just going fucking crazy. So now, if you're trying to keep this crowd calm, they turned around and told Anthony from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you will go out there and tell them to chill the fuck out. He looks at the guy and goes, what am I supposed to fucking do? These guys are pissed. At day three, these guys are turning around, fucked up out of their minds, dehydrated as all can be. People are fucking getting taken away to medical tents to get IVs put in them for hydration. This is fucking madness. Imagine all the drugs that they're on. Imagine everything else that's going on around them. And they're getting pissed off because now there's no water. The water fountain lines are a mile and a half long. Nothing is clean. So anybody who's drinking that water is getting infected because the feces is running into the water supply. Everyone's getting sick. They burnt the fucking place to the ground. So now, at this point, the, all the clean water, people are getting charged $12, $15, $20 for its 12-ounce, 16-ounce bottle of water. Like, mind-blowing shit. Really. I can't make this shit up, ladies and gentlemen, Deacon Hawks of all ages. Check it out, right? So now, you got Metallica coming on. You really think you're getting this crowd not pumped up? I'm going to read you this set list. And you tell me if this is if I'm out of my mind or if this is crazy, okay? So what is a anti-Nowhere League cover? Then we go into Puppets too, short version. So they stop right after uh, the second verse. All right, then we go Bells. All right, you know Bells is cranking people up because I'm going to tell you about Bells in a little bit. Fuel, okay? King Nothing, all right? Now... King Nothing was also mixed in with M.I. Evil and the Outlaw Torn Jam, which is a rarity, which has probably only been played a handful of times, which is unbelievable. Goes into Bleeding Me, Sad But True, Turn the Page, the Bob Seger cover, Rome, One, Fight Fire with Fire. Now, we're in full throttle here in 99, okay? Encores, here you go. Encore One. Nothing else matters. Seek and destroy. Creeping death. Okay? Encore number two. Die, die, my darling. The Misfits cover. Enter Sandman. Now, 
fucking encore number three. You're leaving this fucking crowd who's supposed to be getting calmed down with battery. <laughs> battery is not the song that you would leave off with for somebody to turn around and, and say, let's calm a crowd down. So I can guarantee you that Metallica had some type of, uh, you know, uh, doings with this, uh, you know, cranking of the crowd. But you cannot treat people like this and expect people to respond in a positive way. And it's inhumane. Like, these guys kept going on, uh, you know, uh, press conferences each day after each day went through. And I think these guys were almost, like, praying to whoever they were praying to. Like, oh, we made it through this fucking day. Can only imagine the number of lawsuits, the number of people that were sick from this. This is some type of, I mean, out of control, man. Take the time, Decaholics. You know I don't steer you wrong on this, okay? So, part of my adventure, going to see Metallica this weekend, or last weekend, rather, was Buffalo on Thursday, where the Bills play. Then, went to Niagara Falls on Friday. Give and take in the relationship you see here. Saturday, went down to Cleveland for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which brings us into our hot take. So before I will tell you the rest of the adventure and what we got in Buffalo and Pittsburgh, all right, our hot take consists of two songs, Whiplash and Enter Sandman. So the reason I bring this up is because there were three songs that Metallica had that were in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, their original lyrics on them. One of them was Sandman. The other one was Whiplash. And this was really, really cool because you could see that this is the original handwriting. You could see the way that the edits were made. You could see everything on there. And it's so cool because one of them is in the Rock and Roll section of Heavy Metal, which is Whiplash. And the other one is randomly in the Hall of Fame. When you go through the Hall of Fame, there's the first floor, second floor, third floor. And once you kind of hit the third floor, it starts to get really smaller from there. So there's six floors total. And um, just seeing everything there brought a tear to my eye when I saw the heavy metal section because um, I would have to imagine that Iron Maiden is going to be there soon because I also saw Bruce Dickinson's jacket, which is really great, and Rob Halford's there. Um, big shout-outs to... Our buddies over at the Metal Gods podcast. As soon as that happened, I sent them a picture. Um, Tom and George, hope you guys are doing well. Um, I was super excited to share that with them um, in that epic moment. But Cliff Burton's guitar, um, bass guitar, was also in the heavy metal section. And uh, I was the closest I would ever be to something of Cliff's. And it brought a tear to my eye. And uh, rest in peace, Cliff Burton. And Metallica would never be Metallica without Cliff Burton. And Metallica knows that, appreciates that, and uh, Cliff Burton's the best bassist that ever lived. And there's no questioning that. There's no changing my mind. Um, there's nobody else that can show me differently. So now, these two framed pictures or framed exhibits, displays, whatever you want to call them, inside of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with this celebration, and here it is, because I'm giving it to the fans who do appreciate this album, 
Here is our celebration for the Black Album birthday. What is the better song? Enter Sandman or Whiplash? Ugh! <sighs> All right. Commercially, Enter Sandman. What's a better song? What's going to pump the crowd up more? Probably Sandman. Where did it all start? Whiplash. <laughs> That's such a bad answer, Deacon. Um, I, I don't know. I, uh, for me, it, it all depends. I, I like Sandman. Do I love Sandman? No. I like Whiplash. Do I love Whiplash? Sometimes, sometimes I love Whiplash. Um, for me, I'm going to say it's more iconic to have Whiplash in the... Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it came off of Kill 'Em All. The better song is probably Sandman. There's your answer. Whew! These keep getting harder and harder every week, and I gotta justify because I have to give both sides of the spectrum here of why it is. That's why we call it the hot take. Glad you guys are enjoying it. <laughs> all right, recap of Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Here we go. Drum roll. Of course, we know. Long way to the top. Ecstasy of Gold. Whiplash goes into raping death. And then we hear Sandman third. So you could hear the frustration in the crowd. And there's a lot of first timers here, okay? Uh, then we go into Metallica is here and with you and with some old stuff. Ride the lightning. Memory remains, nothing else matters, and then this is the point of the concert where everybody gets fucking, eh, you know, 50-50 antsy, what's going to happen? Well, <laughs> James asked the question he asked in Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza, wow, sorry. St. Anger. <laughs> booze, more booze, and I just shook my head, I couldn't believe it, I'm in the crowd and you're booing St. Anger. Dirty window, then we go into sad but true. Whiskey in a jar, for whom the bell tolls, moth into flame, fade to black, certain, seek and destroy. Then I patiently waited, okay? And I looked at Nay, and I said earlier to her this morning, that morning, driving up there, I said something to her, all right? And I said it's going to be one of two things for the first encore, because we obviously know what didn't I say, all right, because we know what's coming for the second and third encore, okay? So I turned around, I said, listen, I said, it's going to be Damage Incorporated or it's going to be Battery. So the second I heard the first note, I must have had like a extra boost of espresso type of energy or something must have kicked in as I jumped up and started screaming before anybody else could even know what the fuck song it was. And let me show you. Now, I could just tell you, okay, what that exactly is, or, before I get cranked up about it, 
I got the live version. Hang on. Begin whipping dance of the dead. Come on, blackened. Love it. Blackened. I fucking jumped up as soon as I heard. I haven't heard blackened live in ten years. And that morning, I said to Nay, I said, "Wouldn't it be fucking funny if we heard blackened tonight?" Sure enough, what comes on encore number one leads us into, of course, one, and then puppets master of finishes us off there. And that's how Buffalo ended. Cool place to see a concert. Cool vibe from the crowd. It was really comfortable. Everybody was cool. Everybody was there for the same reason. But they were mostly first-timers. Probably season ticket holders for the Bills because everybody in each row knew each other. So wasn't weird or anything at all. But getting to Pittsburgh. For my opinion, the better of the two shows. Okay? So... This one started off pretty much basically the same exact way. So for whatever reason, I don't know why, okay? I can't tell you why. I'm not the band. I didn't do this. Uh, Whiplash, of course, start Long Way to the Top, uh, Ecstasy of Gold, Whiplash, Creeping Death, Enter Sandman. Ride the Lightning, okay? Memory Remains, which was a late add-in because No Leaf Clover was supposed to be in that spot. I don't know why it was swapped out. Would have loved to hear Clover. Um, but memory remains instead. Nothing else matters. This time there was no booze about St. Anger. Dirty Window again. And not for nothing, if you're going to play a song about St. Anger to try to promote the album, please go back to playing Frantic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> can't keep hearing these guys boo you. It's upsetting. It's going into Sad But True, Whiskey in a Jar, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Moth in the Flame, Fade to Black, Search and C-E-E-E can destroy. Now, we're in the same predicament, Nay and I, as we were earlier in the week or the, earlier in the beginning of the trip, okay? Here we go with the encores. What are they? It's one of two things. It's damage or it's battery. I said it's going to be battery. Battery comes on. Blast fucking everyone away. Beautiful rendition of it. Leads us into one, which then leads us to the finale of Master. Master. And that's how it ended, folks. And that was it. Now I'm back. And now, in the good spirits of knowing that I won't have to wait that long to see them again. Always a pleasure seeing them. Never a letdown. Worth the price of admission every time. Now, the genius of the week. I had a few. I had a few for you. A few for you. Uh, 
Mm, let's see what I'm going to do here. Um, so I'm going to give you this one. All right. This is a close friend of mine, Rupert Pupkin. All right. AKA Deacon's mom. So Deacon's mom went over to Dunkin' Donuts a couple months ago. And, uh, I've saved this story for a while because I've had a lot of good ones that were relevant to the time and such. So this is about a month and a half ago. Goes to the drive through at Dunkin' Donuts, and there's a guy in there who's a cashier, and he's singing, <laughs> singing Bon Jovi to her. And he points his hand out and leans it toward her with the motion of a microphone looking for Rupert to sing. So she looks at him and goes, oh, I'm good, thanks. So he goes, oh, come on. Don't be such a cat. You don't like Bon Jovi? So the response to this guy was, I'm not a fucking pussy. No, I don't like Bon Jovi. <laughs> I mean, who says that to an older woman? This kid had to be out of his mind. He probably was high, but that's too funny. She ended up giving the guy a $2 tip as well. Um, first things first is Rupe. Who the fuck gives somebody a $2 tip at Dunkin' Donuts? I don't even drink Dunkin'. Friends don't let friends drink Dunkin'. Starbucks guy all the way. Um, <laughs> really, just so super funny on that one. So, genius of the week there, absolutely. Rapid number one here. Let's get into it right away here. When was the last time that you heard Blackened? Well, the exact date was... All right, Blackened, the exact date. May 18th, 2017, that was the last time I heard Blackened on the Hardwire tour. Thank you, don't ask me why I know that, but I do. <laughs> Where do you rank the Black Album? Well, not telling you guys this week that'll be part of next week, but I will tell you this, it's in their top 10. <laughs> Just kidding, only 10 studio albums, so it's got to be in their top 10. <laughs> Preseason, rapid number three. Preseason of three games beneficial. Uh, uh. All right. I don't know. Um, I don't think any preseason games, you're not obviously going to start the regular season just going into the regular season of deciding, okay, listen, we got mini camp scrimmages, this, that, the other thing, and we're going to start the regular season right away. So, yeah, you do need some type of preseason game. Two, three, um. You, these guys aren't conditioned week one. These guys aren't conditioned week two. It's the guys that go in in the in the beginning of the summer, okay? And they turn around and they go to the um, non-mandate off-season minicamp, okay? And that's the guys that start getting the conditioning and start getting a jump start. You have to come out of the gates as a team in the NFL, all right? And this is the way I look at it. Football is a game of four four quarters, Absolutely. But it's also a game of four quarters during the regular season. So you have to, for your team to be an elite, considered an elite team, you have to go three and one over the course of the season for every quarter. Bottom line, you come out of the gates with somehow being a four and oh, going out of the end of your first quarter, and you're a leg and a half ahead up of everybody else. No matter what the competition's record is, you're there. So now. Yeah, definitely beneficial to have some type of games. Three, I don't know. It all depends on how you feel about your franchise. I don't really w want Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts playing the first game, but I know that Hurts had a big first quarter, so maybe it is important now 
that these guys do play because there's one game being subtracted. Remember, there used to be four preseason games. They took that away and added that to the end of the season. All about money. That's all it is. Um, I guess it gives the team a chance to come back to at the end of the season in case you're making a run or whatever. It makes it more interesting. Whatever. Who cares? It's more profits, more wings, more drugs, more gambling, more drinking. It's all the NFL is. Yeah. <laughs> That's 99 for you. Hope you all enjoyed it. But before I let everyone go, I have something I want to share. So, besides the documentary that I recommended you guys of watching of Woodstock 99, Epics is doing a four-part special on the Rolling Stones. Check it out. I think it's something worth your time. And it is called My Life as a Rolling Stone. Very simple. So, check it out there. Definitely worth your time. Now, with episode 100 going to be aired next Saturday, one week from today, I want to do something cool, and I want to give a prize to one of the audience members. I Actually, the audience members. <laughs> like, I have a live studio audience in Hollywood, Florida. Maybe I'd be in the other Hollywood, not so much Florida. Don't like them gators. But I would like to give a question, okay, for a prize. So, deaconandkosho at gmail.com. The first decaholic to message me with the word, call me. Email me this. Email me, call me with your phone number attached to it. I'm going to call and I am going to ask the question to you live so nobody can look this up on Google because I'm sure everyone can do that. This is a big prize. This is for a copy of a poster that was given the Nassau Coliseum from the above date that I mentioned. Do you guys see how everything always ties in? The 18th of May, 2017. It's a hardwired poster that is signed by the band. I have an extra... And I would like to share this with somebody else who will enjoy this. So, this is not going to be an easy question. But, deaconacosho at gmail.com. Email me the word. Call me with your phone number. And I will call you and ask you the question. If you get the question correct, the prize is yours. Very simple. In the meantime, follow me on the maids of social. Deaconacosho at gmail.com, as I just mentioned, is where you can leave your answers and your messages Deacon and Co Show Instagram and Twitter is where you can follow me on those majors of social hope you all enjoy the rest of the weekend, summer coming to an end, Madden just released almost forgot to mention that to you but hope you guys are enjoying some of that nice weather, barbecues, family sunshine, whatever it is touchdowns are coming, we all know that enjoy some preseason pigskin Maybe a barbecue, maybe a beer. Whatever you do, be safe. But for now, Deacon's out.